welcome. Hi. Hello. Um, we have Natalie with us this week, uh, which is when we're at our best. It's totally when we're at our best. Have to, I'll have to edit that down. <laughs> um, I and <laughs> I don't know. I, I listen to your other episodes, and they're pretty. You guys, you guys go really deep. <laughs> we are doing something. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's unclear what, but um, we and uh, we watched three movies this week that are three just absolute Natalie classics, in my opinion. Um, so we have. Uh, the uh, Norman Jewison's 1971 adaptation of Fiddler on the Roof. We have the Maisel's Brothers documentary Grey Gardens from 1975. And um, and we have fucking Zoolander. <laughs> so, you know, we get that too. Yeah. Foundational Seth Parker, text. didn't you introduce me to Zoolander? Isn't no, this really... you introduced me to Zoolander. Really? Yeah, I, I feel swear, like you're the I swear to, Zoolander... I swear it was in the it was in the library at Georgia. That's where and we met. Man, I swear that you mentioned it to me, and we're maybe I had seen it before and just passed it by. And you're like, "Have you seen this movie?" Zoolander? Was it playing on the? Didn't we have like a weird like? Uh, was it playing on the TV? You know, like the the campus TV because uh, they always had these those mm. like hot movies that were pl- that would kind of like circulate and Zen and I would watch some, but anyway, I didn't know, but uh, I had not, I, I think I had just not even paid attention to it and you brought it to my attention a- and how important being stoned watching it. I mean, uh, yes. Was at the same time. But then I'm right that we watched it for years. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that you, you know, you guys definitely yes. got me into it. The two of you definitely got me into it. It's a very important movie to my Me yeah, too. friendship friendships and yeah, it threads through. This is neither here nor there, maybe. I don't even know if it's worth going down this road. But I feel like that was a thing. I wonder what, like, what years w- w- occupied the period of time where colleges and universities had like films showing publicly, like in public spaces, like for no real reason. Like um, like that Zoolander would have been just like playing on a TV somewhere at UCLA. well, yeah, no, and like, also, but like the, whatever that you know the local broadcast uh, station was the mm, campus, mm. you know, there was this campus yep. TV station also, yeah, and like I said, it probably it probably wasn't there, but then yeah, there was also just movies that always played at, at on campus that it was nice to go to. Like I miss yeah. I miss movies on campus, and this is a total yeah, this is like the quintessential that time period for me and it's still hilarious mm-hmm. in my opinion it's just making it's, me think about athens georgia and like that yeah. place that town is just so special it's such a it's such an interesting place yeah i was gonna say like the characters in the movie too are kind of just like yeah there's kind of like this athenian thing about it yeah this like weird oddball quality to like a lot of the characters that i was picking up with a lot of the town too uh where we were going to school Hansel like would have been a, Hansel oh, would have been a UGA student. Yes, I was looking for looking for Hansel. Hansel for sure was like yeah. at UGA, hundred yeah, percent. You could find a Hansel. Uh, <laughs> just as an aside, I did walk by Michael Stipe once. He's Ooh. very tall. Oh, oh yeah, much taller than you think. 
I, yeah, that's but you can tell by all of our reactions that we don't See? think of him as tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is an Athens movie, and like I, I love how things kind of lock in place about not necessarily like an age for me, but places, and uh, like this movie is that time that place hmm. for me, and and being there with Natalie and Zan and. Lindsay. Um, but like, and that translated like that. Yeah. Like I said, like that, that lineage of people like th- went decades through my, has gone through my life. So I owe this movie and I still have the old DVD. Like I pulled out the DVD. It's mm. I, I have a framed poster, which is <laughs> oh, wow. my mom's house. <laughs> Natalie became a supermodel because of this movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Changed oh. your life. Um, it's uh, it, one thought I was having while I was watching it is how like you have these like, um, it, it, well, it's because of the time in our lives when this movie came out, like um, old enough to know that it's funny, young enough to still find it funny, like maybe. Um, but like that when 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 these comedies come out when you're a certain age, like that they become this like language that you speak with the people around you. Yes. Um, and I was just like thinking about some of the mm. things, things in this, like Billy Zane. You, you should listen oh. to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. Like, all, like the, this stuff. All like, of our really, friend, like, all of our dungeon yeah. friends, like Zane, coming back to so many, so many favorite dungeon masters in this have cameos in this movie too. It's such an insane. Wait, have we talked about Zane before? Well, just have. I mean, Orlando. I was thinking about Orlando. I thought oh, I was Orlando. Gonna, I was thinking about him like, coming in. Oh that's, the, that's the Uber Zane is yeah. just the, the power of the eyes and the power mm. of Oh, he's such a his wave snack. from that mighty steed. Yeah. Yeah. This is just making me feel that we need to do a Titanic I, episode. I we do. I've never oh, seen Titanic. Whoa. Get the fuck out of here. Never. Oh my god, we're doing Titanic with you for I'm sure. Speechless. That's going to be beautiful. With your okay. kids, you have to watch. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Now, my kids are really afraid of open water. Open Ooh, deep water. Even better. Yeah. Yes. Throw, <laughs> throw them in. Throw them in. Yeah, that was an um, interesting they, conversation that came out of uh, <clears throat> this week's viewing. Did they, no, so they did, not watch, did they watch Zoolander? They, they did. did. Watch Zoolander. We watched Zoolander together. <laughs> so you showed them Zoolander, but not the end of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> They actually both, oh, well, I told you guys, they both walked in at different times and saw that I was watching uh, Fiddler yeah. and were very upset. And I had to be dishonest to them because I was like, I have right. to, I have to finish it. Uh, so. <laughs> and uh, so the end of that felt too bleak in a certain way. I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you don't have to justify yourself. For me, <clears throat> no, but. I think after our conversation about how important it is. Mm, and how mm, we were all mm, mm. i think we all agreed that having mm. books and movies that terrified us were like the most important like yeah. parts of our childhood you know yeah i'll i'll yeah. watch the end of fiddler with them <laughs> what did they think of zoolander i don't think boaz got a lot of it i was trying to say one of like one of them was derek and one of them was hansel and they both wanted to be hansel <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hansel's so much cooler than yeah. Derek. Wow. But Derek is so earnest, and he's yeah, so maybe. like. Who wants to be earnest? Who wants to be earnest? Earnest. <laughs> earnest. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. Man. What um what about so what about fiddler what were all your like I had never seen Fiddler on the Roof. What were your like does anyone have any like salient relationships with Fiddler on the Roof? I had never seen it. I had never seen it. Oh, Oh, Natalie's the only one who had seen it? I've seen it, but I haven't even seen it that like I've I've seen seen it recently. Like in the last couple of years. Like I haven't Hmm. like grown up with it. Oh, and it blew it blew me away. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, should, should we launch into Tevia talk? Is uh, that yeah? Uh, well, oh. Eric. actually, I wanted to ask Natalie. Like when we were texting this week, yeah. like about like um, there was some like it feels like you have some thoughts talk? about like trauma and like that Norman mm. Jewison had to be the director of this oh, right. movie, and I kind of want to dig into that shit a little bit. I mean, I think that that movie for me at least just represents. You know, it's like this, The it's the beginning of the end, you know, because you know the war is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And that, it, you know, that, that these, like, expulsions are happening all over. It's not just the, you know, this village. Yeah. And I do think that there, you know, like, that there's something about mm. trauma and the mm. way that we carry it. Mm. like the way that I was watching that movie was, you know, felt really like I was just standing off to the side watching, you know, my personal history like unfold. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I just looked something up on the internet because I was curious about it because I had seen earlier this week that Norman Jewison's Canadian and Mm. Mm -hmm. He's not Jewish. What? Oh, nice. I don't mean to, I don't mean to be like pulling the rug out from under us oh, here, but like little God. does he know. There's a sentence. I, I'm just seeing this, but there's a sentence on Wikipedia that says he is often mistaken for being Jewish d- due to his surname and direction of fiddler on the roof. But Jewison and his family are and in fact Protestant. Well, I mean, Moonstruck. I mean, Moonstruck. I mean, like check his papers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to talk to him. Oh man, but it, it, it's definitely well, he's still kept, so, and I think at the same time, I think what is he? Kept, this is also some of the stage cast from the play yeah, yeah. originally. Uh-huh. So I think he's like he's just capturing something, bottling like some some magic, totally you know, true. performance stuff too, which is just really well captured and. Well, there is this thing there. I was I found myself thinking about Moonstruck a lot just because I knew he had directed Mm -hmm. it and like um, it like thinking about I guess like thinking about some sort of like bubbling over of emotion or like, um, yeah, what do I mean? Like uh, like uh, the way a movie like uh, harness it's like providing a, a vessel for emotion that like lets you look at it and it it, the, mm. it it bubbles over even more because of the vessel that you're giving it or something. Well, like, it's totally making me think about Cher and Tevia, Cher's mm. character, like, <clears throat> like loving life, having mm. this, like having this like almost supernatural, you know, force around you. Like both of those characters are such forces of like life. They make things happen. You know, yeah. they're such protagonists, like, you know, not oh my God, yeah. not just because they wow. are protagonists, but it's like, 
you know, like yeah. it just almost seems like they can bend life to their will to a certain mm. degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. But, but it's but like you say, it's almost a supernatural. It's not, it's like a, it's like a yeah. magic level yes. of uh, spiritual, you know, spiritual connection. But yeah. I mean, if you can, if you could perform that, you know, for the screen, I guess we can try to figure it out too. So I guess it's still mm-hmm. pretty gratifying experience. It's like just this gratifying experience to see it, you know, played out. Like it's not the, it's not a perfect movie or, and, no. or story. And like you said, and difficult to parse, mm. like with my kids or whatever. <laughs> and, that, uh, that. It's like watching Force Majeure with your kids. Oh, <laughs> total, total Jewish. Oh, I didn't think about the. It's true, but um, but just it is a beautiful movie, and, and um, you yeah. Called I, it the, you called why it is the it oil, so? The why is oil it, luck club? <laughs> total oil luck club. Why is I was it getting so shredded. I was. Why cry, is it so I was beautiful? Getting, yeah, I was cry, yeah, getting yeah, crying. You know, I mean, hor- horribly in the beginning. Uh, I think I I think I calmed down like the last act or whatever. But um, the question Natalie just asked of why it's so beautiful. I, that's like why mm, I brought up the oil. Mm, club. It's like, yeah, yeah. I think what what's beautiful about it is that it's like you feel like um, you feel like subsumed into the reality of of like family familial love or something. It's yeah. like and um, and and it's like it's not that it's not wrong decisions. And there's, and they all, I guess there's always rationale behind every, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's again, like anchored, you know, the, these heavy decisions anchored in these ways that like you, you catch them, you hold them. Like when they, when they get pitched and like yeah. you said, hundred mile an hour fastballs, oh but like we, I, I, it's right to the fucking chest, you know, it doesn't miss me, you know, it's not a wild yeah. pitch and um, yeah. yeah, just tremendous uh, accuracy so at the same time, like, it's so foreign at the same time, like completely foreign at the same time. Um, I mean, there's a reason that like that the that Fiddler on the Roof begins with Tevya just like talking directly to you, right? Like, yeah. um, I don't. You're just like it's not like um because I've been watching a lot of Coen Brothers movies. I'm thinking about like they build these little like frames for the movie with this like there's always like a weird voiceover from some like disembodied voice that you end up like learning the location of later. But like in this movie, Tevya is just like staring you in your face Mm, mm, and mm. he's like telling you about uh, not just about like trivial shit, but about like literally how to stay balanced as a human being in the world. Right. Like it's literally Mm -hmm. about like, can you be balanced? Um, And that felt so, I, I don't know. I was like, I really was blown away by this, like by Fiddler on the Roof. Like, I'm so was, glad to have finally watched me, it. I am too. We were after like 45 minutes in, uh, Ada goes, Ada's like, but wait, nobody's fiddling on the roof. I was like, remember in the very <laughs> beginning, I was like, it's yeah, like, one a, guy it's a is. metaphor. <laughs> I was like, we, we see the guy. But uh, yeah, just like this beautiful metaphor. And I can't like carry it through to the, it's like my, my recently I've just realized like I, w- I mentioned the Holocaust to my kids recently and re- and realized that they haven't it hasn't really come up in in their <laughs> in their Jewish day school because uh, <laughs> like somehow 
somehow it's not been important to, to mention so far that like that was ever a thing that, that's been done, even on like the remembrance days and whatever, <laughs> whatever else you might have. It's just like incredible. But like, uh, it's amazing that it's not foregrounded. And this was a this. It's like uh, Ada saw a different movie. You know, she it was yeah. it was blind, right. so blind. She wasn't how, yeah, how overt some of the terror is in so much of it, and kind of blind to some of that. And it's really interesting. That's and, so true. And like, I I feel like I grew up with it foregrounded. It was like the well, yeah. the thing mm. from which all other things like led from and I, and I feel like that's true I, I don't know is that true for you guys it's um, like a, or like a start like a starting point like of right, conversation like I don't remember yeah, not like, knowing about it I don't yeah, remember no, I don't, not knowing I don't remember about it. not knowing about it but I think I my guess is it that you experienced it differently than I yeah. did and differently than Seth did like yeah, yeah that's pretty true too I was thinking about you like during this like like your your like childhood immigration story, like during Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, like it was pretty hard not to think about that. Yeah. Like, oh boy, I, I was I, too. Yeah, I wondered about. I, it wasn't I, that. I mean, I mean, it wasn't that dramatic, but it yeah. was. It's pretty crazy that like the 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 things that drove them out are similar mm-hmm. to to what drove you know so many people to to leave yeah. the yeah. Soviet Union. I mean, like what I do there. remember, what I do remember from Hebrew, one of the things that I like, one of the major things that I do remember from Hebrew school as a little kid is learning about people coming, like, like in the contemporary moment from Russia, um, mm-hmm. and like the town I grew up in. I've, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but like, I grew up in this place that has like an incredibly high concentration of Jewish people, and like a town of like seventy five percent Jewish people. And so um, there were a huge percentage of like there was a huge population in the town of people who had like recently Jews from around the world who had recently immigrated to the United Mm -hmm. States. And like, I don't know. So that like piece of it, that Mm -hmm. was like, Mm -hmm. anyway, that was a thing I was thinking about a lot at the time, but like had like, no thinking about, but like it still seemed so far away to me. Like, um, I don't know. You just have like no framework to wrap your mind around the things that you're hearing about when you're like a kid in school, kind of. Totally. And w- which is like, I don't know. I it's it's interesting. Like I I think part of the reason we were talking about all the stuff about like shielding kids from stuff this week is because of um like the news story this week about mouse being banned. Right. And like that book in particular is that it like. I was going to Hebrew school and like learning about all this stuff. Like I went to Hebrew school like three or four days a week when I was a little kid, but I didn't, um, I, I got mouse when I was nine and I like, that was my education on this topic for sure. Like, Mm -hmm. um, not, not going to Hebrew school for like hours every week. Like there is a level at which like, as a kid, you're just like shielded from the truth in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. <laughs> well, in some ways, does I mean? Does I was thinking, does Fiddler like pull back any? It doesn't like pull back the veil particularly on anything, you know. And it kind of keeps in place these like Ada the, the entire my daughter with the entire time watching 
was just like, well, why is this done? Like, why is it this way? You know, why, why is the ceremony this way? And like certain mm. things she just doesn't know, like how a wedding ceremony, like the, you know, the, the proceed, the, did you the just ritual. say tradition? Yeah. It's just tradition. tradition. I, just trying to say, I, say, I know. Say exactly. Like I, and, and, the, and, and none of them can probably tell you either. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. I love I love that part of it where yeah. he's like, like, there's a reason why this is happening. I like I don't and know. I don't know what it is. And then but he just a moves around. Like that's so it's not technically forbidden, you know. So it's like, it's <laughs> and it is. I, I just some of the things, and it's it, and it's like the more the you know the more I might know about some of these rituals, like there were little details. Like I, it was just kind of fun to pick out or mention to the kids or whatever when you're watching it. And there are some kind of details that, that are thoughtful. You know, it is surprising that Jewison is not a Jew. Right. Because he's captured <laughs> like a few details that are like really kind of inter- just kind of really interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, they like yeah. they worked for me, too. Not that I, I mean, I'm not a hardcore Jew. I just know I know what's going on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But, you sure do. But no, like the hanky dance thing with the rabbi, like when he realizes that he can't t- like that's just a cute little oh, man. detail. Oh. And that's probably oh. that's probably from the play too. I just love the little handkerchief. Uh-huh. And he Benny and he wants to keep like rocking, you know, so you just use the hanky for the dance and like I thought that was beautiful. And it's how it's like it's how you touch a doorknob during COVID. It's the same. Mm, yeah. You just you have to like put a barrier, but I think oh, that yeah. I feel like Tevia is Tevia like the mm, mm, Eastern yeah. European Tony Soprano. I It's a subtle way. I feel like you're onto something. Subtle but entree. It's like, he's like a, a like a heavy with a heart of gold or something. But mm, like yeah. I was getting, I I think it was just because we were talking about no country for old men but Mm. like i was getting some sort of like like if um javier bardem was a good guy or something (laughs) like in something (laughs) you know in just the whole like like if you could make anton sugar like affable and not a murderer wow sweet sugar sweet he is kind of affable but yeah yeah, if you could make him not a murderer i'm with you there yeah i mean tevia didn't have any he didn't have a lot of power because it's like, yeah. if you think about these like concentric circles or, mm. or something, you know, cause it, you know, geographically Ooh. they're all living in this like concentrated area, you mm. know, and around them is like another area and that area is like sort of safe. And then, yeah. you know, around them is obviously yeah. like a lot of unsafe forces that eventually infiltrate. So it's like Tevye didn't really have a lot of power outside of his own family. And um, and even just the structure of, of how that's, that society functioned. It was like everything went back to the rabbi. And I actually think they portrayed the rabbi in a very accurate mm-hmm. sense in which like mm-hmm. if you've ever talked to a really good rabbi, they don't actually give you any answers. Yes. <laughs> like they don't, you know, they do the, the thing wh- where they're yeah. like, is there a blessing for the sewing machine? And they're like, yes, there is. Like they'll know everything like that, but but they're very tricky in that. <laughs> what, there wasn't a cent- <laughs> you're right. There wasn't a centrality. It wasn't like a center role. It was a uh, – right. 
it was a side role, and and they were re- they were rebbes too, right? Or like or, or everyone's a reb. Yeah, right. everyone's a reb. You know, everyone knows something. <laughs> and yeah, I just there was some. No, Seth, what be you? Well, Tevya, like, um, I'm thinking about te- what. What's so, um, to me, what's hot. so like, uh, well, yeah, we can, I mean, well, we, we should talk like, about that at so some point. His <laughs> like the, the other piece of, about Natalie's Tony Soprano com, com, like comparison is that Tevia also is like, b- like burbling over with like, like virility kind of like, mm. um, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, that, that mm-hmm. is, that is happening. But the, the thing I was going to talk about was like, um, Maybe it's like okay, like like where like you get to be in a when you're watching a movie, you're in, you get to there's all these like tricks of perspective, right? Like um, whose point of view do you feel like you are a part of, and like what does it feel like to be part of that point of view, and how does the movie work around that question? And and with Tevya, like th- this is basically a movie where a person is like the movie begins with this person telling you about the importance of tradition. And then like you have a series of subsequent episodes in which that tradition is like, um, he has to examine the Mm -hmm. uh, validity of that tradition in the context of how much he loves his family. Like, um, Mm. like what is that tradition worth next to like uh, your daughter's happiness? Weighed against, or even like forget happiness, just like weighed against, um, Wait against like uh, the moment of having to look someone in the eye and deal with their desire for what they want for their life, and like, are you willing stand in to, the like, way? Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you willing to ha- to be the the arbiter of like how tradition stops th- like that from happening? And what? and Whoa. over and over, Tevya makes the decision. Tevya like goes through this like i love how the movie the movie's decisions around like enacting his process of changing his mind each time <laughs> it's so good it's like he literally is like moved far he's away he's far away from them he's it's like, a mile away from them making the decision he's still right there but his, in his brain he has to go like far away it's, to it's, like it's, think about he's a football field wrong. away from them in his study <laughs> really is fucking on the other hand on the one hand it's true. It, I, it, it, oh, go. What were you going to say, Buzz? I just, I loved him so much for the way that he's, his strengths as a character are kind of when he lets go yes. a little, you know? Yes. Like, yes. And that was such a beautiful yes. part of it for me was mm. kind of like you said, like there is, it's like, I, I think the part of it that I took away from it, at least the f- kind of first part is the way that it negotiates tradition what's meaningful about tradition and then like how you balance that with like you know not making someone miserable arbitrarily or you know and so like i feel like i like the um i guess his searching quality of it was really beautiful because it like most of his choices were less about like you have to listen to me you know there it was more like like, look, this is how, you know, he, 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 he was like, he, he, he seems like someone who is kind of listening a lot, even mm-hmm. if he seems like yeah. very kind of blustery in some yeah. ways, he's always kind of, well, he's a very like open hearted character, which I think is really interesting to see him, him be like 
All right. Like I loved it when he came up with the bullshit dream. Like that <laughs> is like, I, I'm just like, that's the best. I mean, whatever so the good. sort of like logic of like, I have to kind of like lie to my wife to manipulate these circumstances, but it's also just like, yeah. Like, I mean, like I yeah, like to make like, sure the right thing the happens. Yeah. Conspir- yeah. Like, consp- conspiratorially like working on behalf of like love is so yes, beautiful. It's the same. Him, yes. Know? I was going to say it's the same gesture in both cases. It's you realize that the end result is going to be the same. Like love is going to find its way, whether yeah. you're going to stand in the way or not. And, you know, we've had that. Yeah. Everybody's had that kind of thing where you just, yeah, you feel like you're going to get in the way of this train of love. Like you can't, you're not going to do that. Have I ever, I've, I've felt like I was going to get in the way of a train of love. Well, no, I mean, also like, uh, my, if <laughs> like if my brother was getting married, you know, married and, and he's like, family's like, Oh, you know, say something, you know, say, you know, it's like, you can't, I can't, you yeah. can't stop. You can't okay, stop this thing from happening. That, yeah. I can't stop this thing from happening. You know, realizing that there's no, you're realizing that the energy right. is not, is not, is unstoppable or whatever, or that the inertia. But Yeah. By the time you there. try to stop it, it's like, it's already happened. Yeah. And to be able to find that moment, be aware enough to, to enjoy, enjoy even a, a second of that with somebody else is yeah i guess the smartest thing we can we can decide to do by the way that the reason that i like that's why that scene the dream scene reminded me so much of cosmos moon from moonstruck Mm. is because of that sort of like um like love's coming to get you (laughs) there's, (laughs) there's nothing you can do like it's like you gotta make up this whole like bullshit story but it's like you have to what it's really this like loving thing where he has to figure out a way for like what can mm-hmm. i say that will allow my wife to accept what my daughter needs to do is yes. like what he's right. that's like what he's you could almost imagine him having the that it isn't bullshit it's like yeah, yeah, he yeah, has, totally. he has yeah. the dream cuz he needs to have the dream it's what needs to oh wow yeah it's like what it's what needs to get it's what needs to happen in the middle for the end result for the end thing to happen for the, if the it's like the whittling thing when the, it's already in there the the, the mm-hmm. end results already happened uh, you uh, what what do you have to you know it doesn't matter you just have to fill this in with hey right for all it's, for all it's like it's like he had a vision but he had to represent it literally as a dream yeah. you know yeah. like because he imagined all that right like that's yeah. the point that you're making right is that like yeah. it's still legitimate because he's thinking about all these diff- you know like even yeah. you know it like yeah it, it, it's it, I guess it's like it's showing your work in the in, on the test or something. It's like, well, how, however you got to that answer, the right answer. Yeah, I, I never understood why it particularly mattered. You know, it's like if you got if you got to the if you got to the answer, but, but um, it matters and a bunch trust, of different ways. Trust. Yeah, and I and there's more than one way to get to it. You know, <clears throat> yeah. almost almost every time. Yeah, um, process. Yeah, but mm. uh, and like y'all said, but I mean. And then, yeah, with the final dot with Chaya, uh, was it Chaya? Chava. Chava, Chava, uh, at the end. I mean, it it ended up being so, like I said, I mean, it kind of uh, hues to tradition in a way that's like, of course, it's like going to put us like at the fork in the road, put me at the fork like, in the yeah, road. He won't, yeah, he won't get past this in the same way, but, but he mm. will. 
Ugh. I mean, yeah, he like yeah. he can't help himself when 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 um when Seidel like breaks out and says something, he he can't help but like he but pass along his blessing, like it, it, well, yeah. yeah. It's like a yeah. limit to his to that character's imagination to to accept that as reality. Yeah. But, but he he does in a way. He like, does totally. I, he does, yeah. but to accept it in a way that just makes it like. Fine. And then he accepted that, and then they moved to New York, and yeah. he opened you know whatever. Like that would be too neat. Right. Like yeah. he is a flawed. He is a flawed. Yes. You know character and he's searching mm. and Unspe- and without and without that what you know i don't know exactly he, he wouldn't be as compelling exactly yeah. yeah the combination of qualities in that character is so like they're so yeah. like lived and like you kind of like um yeah there there is something there's a kind of uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just sort of thinking about that character and how yeah. he's so, um, like, not what you think in terms mm-hmm. of, like, at the beginning, like, you either think he, or I, you, mm. I, I, I thought that he was maybe going to be more rigid or that he was going, to, that his journey was going to be different or that he was going to be, like, I was trying to figure out who he was, you know? Yeah. And I was like, or maybe he'll be this kind of, like, more gregarious voice of, like, of like welcoming in the new or whatever. But I mean, I think what's interesting about him is that he really doesn't fit into any kind of prefab way of thinking about um, like how he relates to like family life or other stuff. He just is like trying to do his best, which is really like great to see, you know, he's trying to like think things through, you know? I mean, he is, he's the person in the village who welcomes the stranger and he's the person who's friends with the constable and he's the person who's like, um we all have he, friends it, like this by the way what do you mean like the what heavier friend mm. the connector the <laughs> connector or like i don't know like there's something about he's just such a beautiful person that other people feel compelled by you know mm-hmm. and that he can almost mm-hmm. like skate on the surface of situations in a way that like other people mm. can't because they're going to yeah. overthink it or yeah. they're going to show up as like yeah. an idiot, you know, like they'll, they just won't do it, but he can do it, you know, yeah. like he Glows. can sort of maneuver all this stuff. He has the glow. He has the, uh, you yeah, know, he's definitely... up until the very end where he's like, what do you mean? I have three days, you know, yeah. to sell my house. Oh God. When yeah. he goes to say goodbye to his animals, uh, just, uh, yeah, that, just yeah, take brutal. me out, take me uh. out on a stretcher. <laughs> this is this is another Natalie's fault episode. <laughs> just, yeah. just take me out on a stretcher. Lead us, lead stretcher. us into chatting about Grey Gardens a little. Or ooh, oh uh, yeah, I, talk about tradition. I, <laughs> the oh mama. What does she say? Aristocracy demands. Uh, you know, sacrifice or whatever oh, the phrases oh, that she, well, that there's that's like just some like cause a, for, <laughs> for yeah. what they're doing. Not to like say that one thing is more sane than the other. Cause I think you could find issue with any tradition, 
Sure. Like if it's if it's rigid and doesn't allow for, you know, if it's stagnant, it doesn't allow for, you know, change. But man, I mean, talk about Oof. fall of the house of Usher. Yeah. yeah. The the um the thing that I remembered feeling like so I've watched Grey Gardens a few times. And the thing on this watch, the thing I like was immediately taken back to my previous watch in which I, <laughs> in which my big realization was like the direction of the movie by the Maisel's brothers. Like, uh-huh. um, like the sort of like whiplash that you get, like about your, br- your brain deciding whose fault this situation yes. is like, mm. like just like, this is little Edie's fault. No, this is Edith's fault. No, this is little Edie's fault. No, this is Edith's fault. Like who's, who's like to blame for this, this like nightmare these people are living in. Like, and And the way they won't, and the way their finger pointing changes too. Yes. Yes. And who do you trust? Because it's like really like at the end when, um, the marble full one moves in. Oh my God. The marble. When, <gasps> oh, when Jerry, right. That's his name. Jerry. When yeah, Jerry, Jerry moves in, you're like, the marble you're, like <laughs> you're like, holy crap. Little Edie was right. She called it from the beginning that like these men move into the house and they yeah. do all this stuff. And she's like, I can't stay here anymore. It's going to happen. And the whole time you're like, well, I was, I was like, I'm not going to believe her. I don't believe her. Like who knows? Like yeah. neither one of them is telling the truth. But then at the end, right. I think they they tell the truth a hundred percent. Oh my god, the Cassandras! Like, These are a bunch of Cassandras in this house. God, this rotting house. God, the the white bread in the uh, attic. <laughs> the raccoons with the Wonder Bread. It's holy un- fuck. Like, can you please? I mean, like you couldn't make this movie. Where up. Can we, can we, like, this is. <laughs> Mock trial. Can we do mock trial on the, on the Wonder Bread drop? That, I mean, because that is Who the would most. play who? I, I'll play Jerry. <laughs> oh. I think I'm playing Edith. Okay, yeah. It. No, it's just so uh, – I was trying to find my way through this thing. Lindsay, Lindsay was watching it with me. And she just constantly had to get up. She's like, I can't. I can't. She's like, I can't. It was all food related. It was mayonnaise yeah. related. Anytime mayonnaise got... <laughs> I, She's I'm like, I can't. So, I'm so, I don't know how they didn't have botulism. I, what, they were eating cat food at one point? I don't think they were. Was, the was that liver? It almost was, like, it was like liver. Cat liver. Food? It was liver. actually liver. Canned liver. It would have worked Oof. either. It was a it was a crossover. Canned liver and crackers. Actually, that part I was like, I could. You were like that. You like crackers. that. Yeah. No, Lindsay um, left. Lindsay left for that. <laughs> I I, I kind of was thinking about it like as the as the house too. You know, like you mm, know, thinking mm-hmm. about it like in a. You're Donnie watching this. The house. Like, you were kinda, like, yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, um, <laughs> in, in um, I used to teach like every semester a million times uh, to the lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. And so I thought about the house, mm. the middle oh, chapter wow. where it's just the house on its own falling yeah. apart, you know, yeah. and yeah. how, what that does to your body, it, how yeah. it makes you feel like you're sinking down and that you're like, almost like being buried alive, but not with death, you know, but like, just like slow. Like, so that the house in gray gardens definitely was like, had that kind of feel to it was like the disrepair of some sort of uh, mm. weird uh, 
uh, rubble of a like uh, collateral damage of aristocracy or something. Yeah, you said too. a little wolfy and rubble. Wow, man, holy um, shit! In the same way that like a lot yeah. of those characters are like just like super privileged and annoying, but you also like see their interiority. Yeah. You like sort of see a lot of the interiority of like definitely like the vulnerability of or you see like layer after layer of like management perception and like mm-hmm. like what how is how is the self created who controls yeah if, if it's in this like if there's very few things to bounce off of there's <sighs> like the past there's this like really big set of expectations there's like this this like uh, story of your life that isn't really the experience of your life too. So I don't know, mm-hmm. just seeing the way that like yeah. people are afraid in this was really interesting and like felt really like kind of Virginia Woolf more than anything where it's like super perspectival, you know, you're That's just sort of seeing like what you were describing, like everybody kind of shifting around and, and, and even like uh, who is right or wrong in a petty argument or who should or shouldn't have said something or who I feel bad for in this moment no. because they're kind of getting talked no, down to yeah. who is, you know, it's like, there is that sense of like how you, you kind of shift alliances in a really like in like interior, like novelistic weird way. You know? But it just ends up feeling like a ball. This feels like a ball of, like, n- nasty ball. Nightmare ball. Nightmare ball. It's like a rat. It is cake. a nightmare ball, dude. You've been talking about Grey Gardens for a while, Eric, I think. And I didn't know Seth had seen it, too. It kicked my ass. It has. Oh, why? Yeah. Like, why do you think uh, that un- is? I think it was like, I think I expected. Wait, I think, why wouldn't it? Maybe y'all have my. Go- well, no, I think maybe y'all, I don't know. I had no idea what these characters were going to be like. And I didn't know kind of the connection. Lindsay's way more into, you know, Camelot and Arist- and, mm. and British stuff too and all of this stuff. Did Lindsay mm. watch it with you? Like, yeah, she was watching something too. And it just kind of, of course, it like completely blew her mind. The, f- this, the there could food be any, filth would drive Lindsay The food crazy. filth got her, got her. But just in general, she just, it, it just had, it does not, tra- it doesn't even translate in her mind you know of of how you perceive of what this of how this all works and how you know but i told her like how just how easily it's like you pull out it's like the jenga thing it's like you pull out the it just seems like you pull out the simplest pieces on these people and they've fallen apart completely and it's so hard for me to find pity there you know it was Mm. i'm trying i'm trying to summon Something that they don't deserve it anyway. They don't deserve it. They don't need it or deserve well, or deserve I, it. I disagree. I feel like I feel like they do deserve pity. Like, um, oh, I, I guess I don't know what deserve. Like, maybe yeah, I don't I'm know. Getting, I, maybe I get lost in deserve. But like, just like the enactment in a in a film of like that moment where you re- like a narrative. Like this is a documentary, but a narrative film can do this a lot more like artfully, where you like feel you feel the moment of realization of like the moment when a person's life was ruined or something yes. like mm, yes. like a movie will be about okay. that okay and i think yeah. this documentary like it shows you like you get that experience in a documentary like you're just watching these two people in this disgusting bedroom yeah. and then suddenly like this suddenly the story they're telling Ooh. that made no sense reveals like Oh my God! Like her lost that love, was the, the moment. lost love, the yeah, lost like love. Yeah, like that. Okay, okay. That's okay. like the moment. 
that's like the moment this person became stuck in this house forever. That like that's <sighs> the moment this mother like like oh she did at some point like make this kid feel. I think like it was she the mother. You're leave. right. Like, you're right. There's a difference. There's a difference between the mother and the daughter. I don't know. I mean, but like, that they swirl so much together. It's like they they've bitten each other so many times yes. in this spiral that I could I, that I I just kind of stopped being able to litigate. You know, the the adjudicate this uh, this sure. thing. And and they talk. I reacted against it. And they talk Ugh. in a spiral, so it's hard. But like, if you slow it down, and I think that you know the Maisels do a good job of that that mm. you do have these very clear lines of Edie saying, well, then I would have been alone. Then yeah. I would have been alone, you know, yeah. or like you didn't do yeah. anything in New York anyway, you know, yeah. and you hear little Edie saying, but that was, what do you mean? Ugh. I did this and that, you know, and then I yeah. had, you Ugh. know, so like you do hear it. Like if eventually, in, five, in, yeah. in 15 minutes you took, you took it away from me. You know, you, this, this person, it's just, uh, these incredible moments. I just think there's something about the insularity of, you know, a like a community like Anatevka and yeah. the insularity of aristocracy, Damn. you know, and what Damn. that does, what, what that kind of pressure does to you, you know, like how much of Jewish culture is the way that it is because it was created in these like isolated pockets, a lot of times like forced isolated pockets. And then aristocracy, how it also like has all these commonalities. If you look at like aristocracy, like across the world also created in these like little insulated pockets. But I would say that like, if you took, like, I know that if you took little Edie and big Edie and put them at like a dinner at the white house, they would know exactly what to do. Like, They may look really out of place, but they could, you know, they oh, yeah. they could do all those things that like none of us could probably do. You know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm. those traditions and Emily Post mm-hmm. things, you know, all those signals and all those rituals that mm-hmm. you know, like you they had, you know, they ha- they had it. You could see. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. That's what's amazing. That's it's like the ghosts of it's like the haunt like these I was trying to think of like the way to phrase it, but it's just like these layers of ghosts, you know, in this in Grey Gardens and like it just and actually in Fiddler too, it's like you that that subtext of what's haunt of like the it's already kind of haunted by y- y'all were saying in, in text too, like kind of or Seth, you were saying like what you what's coming before is almost haunting what's happening now. And it's but it's just these layers of yeah, just stuff uh, that uh, crystallizes, you know, these like trauma and uh, kind of s- trophies, trauma trophies uh, for these for these things. Ugh, I mean, the shorthand, the shorthand of trauma, like mm-hmm. like just the word Gould in Grey Gardens, like the name Gould, <laughs> like the right. way they wield the, the way Evie wields Gould and oh, the God. way little Evie like wields um, what's his name? Eugene, uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuskevich. Tuskevich, yeah. Tuskevich. There you go. Like, just that, like, these names, it's like, it's like me talking about an ex. Like, it's like uh, the way, like, you just, yeah. The people in my life would just need the one word to know, like, what thing I'm, like, 
spinning out of control about this time. Like, <laughs> it's like trauma shorthand just, is such a good. <laughs> I, I don't know why we wouldn't have. I want to know, like, why wouldn't we have sympathy for both of them? It's, I mean, it's a tragedy. No, I know. I, I, I need to admit that's my. I know. No, it's my fault. but I want. I want to but know. I I'm, I'm mother, open I think to it's, it. No, it's definitely for the for the mother. It's specifically for the mom and kind of where it, when it kind of gets shaken out that that it might be true that she kind of got in the way of of her. I mean, maybe her daughter wasn't equipped to yeah. stand up for herself, and, but no. she never. She couldn't do the tevya. She couldn't. She couldn't allow little Edie to, mm. to do that, you know, to make those decisions or make mistakes, you know, what, what, how, what she perceived. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, it just becomes, it's just I, a resentment that I had for her not allowing that to happen. Yeah. And for, and for uh, little Edie to not just taking it and yeah. doing yeah, it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and I guess not knowing where to place the blame in that, I just kind of got lost and just said, Oh, fuck it. You know, these people, like they just couldn't figure it out. And they had every reason to, you know, and, and yeah. uh, every, every advantage and every up uh, and every yeah. lesson and tutorial and everything, every, and every uh, uh, you're, also, you're also saying like, you know, obviously like hoarding, like mm. you're, you're, you're seeing like specific, like, mental illness yeah. is that as a as a mm-hmm. response to the like fucked up you know it's almost like yeah. the 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 version of like being a celebrity or something you know what that would do to your brain yeah like yeah it's like howard toxic, hughes yeah i mean the to- yeah the- totally you're, you're just sort of seeing an outcome you know so yeah. it's like it's hard for me to be that mad at, at the at the characters i just sort of see like i mean honestly like i see um the parts of Edie that are most kind of like um, needy and cringy and stuff. Like I tried to really look at those this time oh, and yeah. try to like be with them in yeah. a way mm-hmm. and try mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I was mm-hmm. just trying to like look more directly at, oh, yeah. at that to accept that that's part of like those cringy moments are like, are everywhere and in everyone and trying to accept for that, sure. that sense of like, what like what are what are my criterias for like developing some kind of like really like rigid feeling about something or someone you know and like is that you is that useful for like gray gardens is definitely about like learning to look at something that's falling apart rather than teaching you like how things should or shouldn't have gone you know it's just like it's a sort of like it's like a documentary of like uh what happens when like um you're taught rituals and then your rituals become meaningless and dissolve because ah, oh, dude, now you're cracking me, dude, you're fucking, you're kicked, you kicked me back. I was halfway up the stairs from this fucking dungeon. dungeon? You just kicked me back all the wait, way back down. Wait, what Bouse just said is that's what Zoolander's about too. <laughs> yes. I was going to say like holding on to these ancient ways of doing things, like mm. even though they're evil and like, I love that. <laughs> but Edie never got to unleash her blue steel. Or, little yeah. Edie. Never, not even, not Magnum, never mind. That's but, yeah. so right. interesting, dude, because Zoolander can't turn left, the sinister side. He has to, he can only turn oh, to the right. He can't, ooh. he can't is make that. Is that a sports thing? What is that? I've heard that. <laughs> like, the turn left. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's making a joke about like, 
So many of the things in Zoolander are like things that don't make any sense, but are like taking some idea from sports something. and like uh-huh. and like blowing them out. So like the not being able to turn left thing is definitely like a sports problem. Is that like, like a basketball I thing? Like, it's it definitely in basketball. Right. It's like somebody can't dribble left or like can't dribble oh, right or whatever. But like mm-hmm. it's also like the whole like you know the scene where like. Um, where they're going, they're like walking over to the walk off or whatever. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and he's like, this is how, like, now you get to see how it really happens. Like, and it's like, it, there's like so many basketball movies where they like, they go, you know, you like mm. end up in the playground. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Oh my god! I love it. Oh my god! So it's funny. So... I love the gasoline fight. I was thinking Incredible. about the opening of Romeo and Juliet too. <sighs> yes. Like I was having a lot of, you know, a lot of resonances to just even visual images across your dungeons, Natalie. Like yeah, uh, you know, it was just the good. theatrics. Yeah, just the the general moon moonstruckedness of the of the landscape. Here. <laughs> mm. Can I ask you guys, um, do you have a favorite piece of clothing from Zoolander? Ooh. That is such a great question. Like one thing that like stands out? I mean, all of Yakobin Mugatu's yes. outfits. <laughs> I just, I want to pause for a second and just talk about that run when he does from his desk after throwing the you Frappuccino and Todd. You yeah. always love that run. To- I thought about to the to the model of the you know center for kids who can't read good. I mean the that jog, run, jog. that run alone, that little jog over. It's a genius. It's a genius move. There are so many Mugatu moments that remind me of Natalie, and they're just like yeah. Natalie has performed these yeah. in front of me at some point in the last twenty years. Not recently <laughs> enough. Not recently Not- enough, but. It really is quite an next year in Jerusalem. Next year in Jerusalem with Zoolander and all y'all. I mean, just his hair, the way his hair is. (laughs) The way way his hair is. Well, I I was thinking about like David Bowie, just like all the like because of what we do in the dungeon is about like cameos and consciousness so many times you know that like when david bowie shows up like i thought of like that 90s david bowie like hair yeah like, i thought about like him uh, and then i was thinking about him in the last temptation of christ and like <laughs> thinking about him as like basically like pontius Pilate, like as the like i you know i was doing some bowie stuff and yeah like substituting things in and out yeah. of like the hunger and like yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff so it's like you know it would be like like Good duraf point. wasn't in this right like there there was no because because no, no i some shanley we had the portman they you got portman. we had been. annihilation we got annihilation tra- trawling through zoolander of Natalie like, Portman? Portman yeah. was in there for a brief And her line, moment. that delivery was, might so be one of the so, best Portman deliveries ever. It's so yeah. incredible, Portman. Good. It is the, so um, good. I, 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 love, I love Natalie Portman. T- Portman she's amazing. T- yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I, every time I watch one of these, com- like a comedy that I used to love and still love, like there's there'll be like one salient thing that like mm. jumps out and cracks me up, and this time it was the sweater that Hansel wears to the funeral. 
like oh my god to the funeral of the after the gasoline fight mm-hmm. he's got this black sweater with like white it's like um like just white like things like pouring out of <laughs> like white threads like pouring out of this black sweater it's just incredible it's completely amazing like the the yes. whole idea of wearing a black sweater to a funeral is amazing but then to have it be this like <laughs> art sweater like it's fucking incredible what about Wait, your birthday's david in april right? Duchovny yeah. showing up i mean the fact uh, that they yeah. cast uh. david Duchovny is not like the Jamie. face of body boys that's right. You think differently. Yeah. <laughs> I, f- I sincerely I like enjoyed that. Like I, I was like to, you, to cuff me. Though you have fooled me before. That guy's great. I'll be your fill-in when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it someday. You'll pack, then you'll be leaving my door. Oh, but I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, oh, but you're a rose that comes and goes without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool. Someday I'll even the score Only to wind up Breaking the rule So you can fool me some Son can hold it in. I can hold it in. Um, what did what what's been going on with you with y'all? What are you thinking about today? <laughs> the hits. Yeah. Um, the hits. I was thinking of the the way that doing the dungeon like puts certain things in cyclical like mm. frameworks for mm. me. Like today, I was like. I woke up, accidentally ate some peanut butter, like fucking tried to make myself throw up. Like, oh, no. went, like went, went back upstairs with a, like a, a fucking EpiPen. But it was all very like relaxing because I had eaten three weed cookies before I ate the bar. So I was like, fuck, I hope I don't have to go to the hospital and just be like incredibly high and answering questions and stuff. But it was fine. Like huh. I but um but then i was just like this is this shit happens all the time i was, like, gonna I was say. like i was like is this cuz i i should have i should have been looking like we ordered food uh from we ordered like groceries and i always get this protein bar and it was like closely labeled i i don't know i just like let one slip by me so anyway i've just been in my whole <laughs> like weird kind of not not 
like that impressive of a near-death experience today but just definitely some some dicey two or three minutes and then i like mm. then the weed kicked in then fiddler on the roof kicked in oh my god and oh. it was like a fucking party yeah. and so i was just like uh wow. so anyway that was a so i was like thinking like do i do this shit to myself emma is this some sort of like mm. self you know like what am i doing but like i think i'm just Dude, like, maybe you need dicey well, cycles. Maybe you need these like close calls. This is like part of your balance. It's how you fiddle on the Ooh. roof. I think honestly, I think it is because like you know, like having having being able to put something like that in the framework is totally like, oh yeah, like this is going to be like my hands itch for two hours. Yeah. This is not going to be like I black out and like shit blood or something. Like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, but like. Uh, yeah, so I I always come out of it like super optimistically. Like I like I feel like I'm kind of crawling um back up the uh, the roof. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm like I was hanging oh, onto the siding for a little bit, yeah. But it was like really yeah. solid siding that like yeah. held my full weight, and it wasn't you know I was able to kind of like scrap my way back up, mm. and then just kind of like go back in the go back in the window but i definitely did have a like existential like am i like like yeah for a while i felt like mold was was after me because i would Mm. like be eating an apple and then there's mold there whatever but like oh my gosh like these are things that this is all today no, this is just like these are larger, are general. insane. Oh insane. man, Bows, do you remember that thing? Did, like years ago, you had this like terrifying mold thing with like a piece of fruit. Yeah, oh, it yeah. kept happening. So that's that's the nature of moldest, that's what I'm trying the to moldest explain. touch. So it, it's like <laughs> it was like a mystical experience that like is is like okay, like mold is just fucking everywhere. You yeah. know, it's like okay, some of those things were concrete conditions of like <laughs> who, who I am in my own probably sense of, uh, yeah. You need to stop feeding raccoons in the attic. I do. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. a little bit gray gardens in that sense. And I have been, <laughs> there are par- parts of my life that have been gray gardens, but yeah, just thinking about thinking about the, like, um, m- more like, metaphysical curses and the agency like i felt very like donald sutherland don't look now um mm. in, in general just like what is what is happening but uh fiddler on the roof like gave me some real clarity and some real joy there was total don't look now and fiddler on the roof you're right when she when golda goes to the church and talks mm. to the priest yeah that was and it's like the, i think the bells are going off it is a total she's a venetian She's Don't going through now. the yeah. She's fiddling in the now uh, in that. I mean, it's a wild uh, search. Na- Natalie, do you like musicals in general? No. Really? No. Well, we huh. should rain down some musicals. Interesting. So, Re- is this rewatch like- of Carousel? <laughs> Whoa. I'll no, go, I'll uh, go so wherever like, you want me to go, but no, I don't wait, like them. Wait, you specifically them. don't like musicals? I specifically don't like musicals. I don't like when moments where you could say something, you have to sing it and dance about it, but I love Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. So is Fiddler on the Roof the only one uh, that you love? No, I mean, I'm not like totally heartless when it comes to musicals, but sometimes like you I'm like, like singing in the rain. You know. Wow, no, not really. Okay. Good. See? Good. 
Just curious. We're looking at our I, boundaries. I think the musical thing is so interesting. I always think of myself. I don't know where I stand on this. I think, but I think I'm a person who likes musicals ultimately. Like, um, that's interesting. I have like nothing but forgiveness for like someone cho- like for a movie making the choice that something should be like sang- sung and danced instead of spoken. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I mean, the, well, it's just like if you're gonna do like it. That? Wait, have you always been like that? Like no, you're... so no, because because like this is like part of the thing, like where, so like from the time I was probably like fifteen to like thirty, I basically like hated anything that was like just fun, and it had to be like <laughs> re- really like serious and good. And then yeah. like as and then I like um, I realized I liked like um, dumb action movies and like it actually like dumb action movies were the gateway into all things that are like. Uh, Realizing that you love like a stupid action movie is a way of realizing you love a musical. I think like it's it's actually like the same shit going on. It's like, um, can you spe- suspend your disbelief for some magic to happen? Kind of. Oh. Um, but that that's how I feel about M Night. Yeah, no, yeah, we all get it from different. Yeah, 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 we all get it from different. That's places. how I feel for about sure. M Night. I'm like, just you know. Yeah. If you're gonna no, play, and we play, talked play. about this when we talked about the village, like. Um, it like a lot of people don't like that, like M Night for that same reason that, that like you articulated about not liking musicals. It's like we all have like places we can go where we're willing to accept like yeah um, irregular ways of like knowledge conveyance or something. But I mean, <laughs> I love a good like Frozen soundtrack. Mm. Mm-hmm. That Ooh. slaps all wow. those songs. You know, so I'm not like, I'm not against music per se. (laughs) This isn't Footloose. That would be funny if you were against music. (laughs) You're just out on music. Y'all need to see, we need to see it watch Annette. Annette was, is some dungeon, dungeon musical material for you. I feel closer to where Seth is at, where I feel like I'm becoming a musical person after not, well, I've, I've, I haven't seen anything, which is the, the reality of like my life on the dungeon, I realize every week I, I was like re-listening to some episodes. I'm like, there are a couple of things. There's like me being like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. And then like, it's me saying it. And then being like, Oh, yeah. it's really good. But, um, <laughs> but I, I had that response to the, to Fiddler on the roof today when I was like, God, just let people break in a song every six yeah. minutes and I'll be fine. You know, like I, cause I was like three mm. hours long and then I was like, but if there's songs like yeah. Count yeah. Me in, like, and- I, I think what I struggle with is that I don't understand. I don't hear lyrics very well. I never have, like, I mm-hmm. never know what people are saying in, in mm. songs in general. Mm. Like I mm-hmm. often, you know, if I care enough, Tell I'll like more. look up what the songs are what the lyrics are. And so I feel like when it's a musical, I'm like, I want the plot to move along, but you're now asking Mm. me to stop. And I'm like trying to understand what you're saying. And most of the time I don't know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I just like want to get back to the story. You know, Mm. I don't know. So interesting. No, this is so enlightening for me. Cause I think I'm like so excited to leave the story behind and just have like emotions be embodied. (laughs) Like, I'd, yeah. I'm like, just get me out of this fucking story. It's like a, as a bridge, as a bridge to the next piece. To, yeah. Or as a, as a. I'm like, and, no, and just, just show wanna, me, just, just like, wanna, show me people feeling. 
Yeah, and I'm like, I just yeah. want to stay on Earth. I just want to stay here and like tell me what the next thing is. Mm, you know, th- there's this thing like um, when I taught some creative writing classes and stuff, like when kids would write short stories, I realized that like I am incapable of following a story. Like, yes. There would yes. be like I would be critiquing like sentences and stuff. And then the, the kids would be like, well, there's this whole part of the plot that like didn't make sense, and I need help with that. I'm like, oh, I, like I didn't even notice. Like, yeah. it would never yeah. even occur to me. Yeah, it's like boys from Brazil. I'm like, give them a, you know, I don't know who who's who's good, who's bad. I don't know what's going on. These guys are all great. Oh my god, that's just that's your own affiliation to- with with. <laughs> That's your that's your own dancing with like, fascism. It's like not being able to know how to yeah decipher Goering Ger- Goebbels. Don't turn this into you apologizing for boys from Brazil again. <laughs> Every chance I get, if I can, just yeah, um, say sorry. Any final thoughts, oh, Natalie? Thank you so much. You crush, you crush me with such I, regularity. I I joke every week about the quality of the suffering that you bring yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> to our lives. And it really is like, it, it was like a different kind of bruise than we usually get like mm. in the dungeon. And it was really like, I feel like I learned something about it's, yeah, like, it's like a professional trainer or something. It's like actually going, <laughs> it's like, instead of working out at home, going into the gym and actually like Ooh. having someone give you the, the, the workout is a, yeah, this is, these are true true punches it was it was like a very specific kind of physical therapy where, where we just make our souls hurt in this like tiny little area for a while and then you get to hear like tradition <laughs> oh well i feel i feel the same way i mean about the movies you guys pick i love listening to the episodes i'm not on because Aww. you guys now, are just so you- smart so I know we're wrapping up, but I got a question for you, Natalie. Okay. Like, Shoot. So this is, this is off the menu, but can you talk a little bit about Benicula and your history with Benicula? Do you have a history with Benicula? Um, is this something that I have invented in my head and that I've been like, let's talk about Benicula? So I point? think it's really fascinating that, that you have you've brought me into the Benicula dungeon because Benicula I hive. actually don't what? have a history with Benicula other than that I did buy it randomly for Oren and we did read it together. And I love it. I mean, you know, and the and whole, it's about a rabbit vampire. It's about a rabbit was, was vampire. Was it the celery stalks at midnight that you got, the first one, or was it just like a different Benicula verse? Mm. It's you the very fir- it's the very first one. Mm-hmm, what the mm-hmm. fuck is it? You know, like the order of Benicula texts. This is like, I'm a scholar. Yeah. What is no, your? No, what is your? Not every man. Not every man has to. He be knows a the scholar. handshake. I'm a scholar. You are <laughs> yes. a scholar. Well, okay. Please join us. He's next cut time loose. I'm, I'm Benicula chat. <laughs> Wait, but my Benicula um, has a crushed velvet cover. Mm. Oh, oh, there's like a really nice. Is yeah. it like some kind of like? It was the yeah. reissue. It was like the re, like the something something anniversary. Like it's a fancy Bible or something. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, do I feel like I lived with? Oh, I have no some monstrous. Just, do I feel no. like I lived with some monstrous thing in my house? Yes. 